With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast. Hour one. Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the United States of America today. I'm delighted to have you with me. It is an open line Friday, and the phone number is 877-973-7425, should you wish to be on the program. My regular call screener is killing deer in the woods, so uh, you, you get more of a pass to be able to get on today. <laughs> Charlie is he's in the woods somewhere killing deer. Philip decided it's the most millennial thing ever. He needed a whole week to celebrate his birthday. He comes back on Monday. Literally, they, they've Jim and me, we're by ourselves. Everybody else abandoned us, but that's okay. I got plenty to talk about. I, I do need to say up, up front, thank you to This Stuff Matters. It was a great program last night. Uh, so I, I was asked to be the speaker at an event last night for This Stuff Matters. It's a nonprofit that uh, tries to connect people to the gospel message through uh, radio commercials and things like that. Far better than the whole he gets us Jesus stuff. I just don't like those he gets us ads for a lot of reasons. But uh, this stuff matters. They do a great job. If you ever heard uh, Right from the Heart, Brian Wright stuff in the past, they do something very similar to that. Brian Snitker was there, though. The, the coach for the Braves was at the event. And I the whole time I was there, I was like, how am I the guy on stage and not this guy? Well, I want to hear from this guy. Nobody wants to hear from me. Uh, and he was just, I, I got to tell you, these are the sorts of people I like. You've got the, the, the coach for the Braves is at this event and he's just sitting there, part of the crowd at a table. Half the people don't even know him. More than half the people didn't even know he was there. Least pretentious person I think I've ever met. Um, a, a man at his level to have no ego like that just it was as nice as he could be. Uh, in fact, somebody brought him over to meet me. I was like, I, that you look like him, but I'm, it was impressive. Nonetheless, it was a great time. Uh, good event. Now, listen, I don't want to get to the headline. It's Friday. I was did not get home until almost 1 o'clock this morning due to road construction. I've been helping my wife uh, get herself ready for strongman competition, which is tomorrow. Your prayers appreciated. I, I got to talk to you about something that happened yesterday. You you might want to sit down for this one. Uh, it, it, by the way, the show notes are open for everyone. If you want to see this for yourself, I've got the video. If you text Eric to 33777, uh, that top link to the show notes, you click in there, scroll down, you'll see the video. I'm not going to play the audio for you. This happened, this happened yesterday. Yesterday. We're not talking about 1938. We're not talking about 1942. We're not talking about 1944. We're not talking about the Middle Ages. We're talking about on October 26th, 2023, students at the University of California, Los Angeles, marched through campus chanting, Israel, Israel, you can't hide. We want Jewish genocide. 
again, Israel, Israel, you can't hide. We want Jewish genocide. That was what students chanted on the campus of the University of California, Los Angeles, UCLA, yesterday. Israel, Israel, you can't hide. We want Jewish genocide. You don't have to believe me. It's caught on film. You can see it for yourself. You go to my show notes. I've got it in there. What the hell is happening with people? Let, let me, I, I've put a lot of thought into this. Now, listen, I, I, I know how some of you are, uh, and, and I, I want to read you some history. I want to read you some history. Now, here's what I need you to know. I'm actually going to read you a portion of the Old Testament, um, but it, it's, it captures history. That this, I'm not making a theological point here that, that some of you might find off-putting, but I just this is from Amos 1. So essentially, Amos is a prophet who goes to Israel and pronounces judgment from, goes north from Judah to Israel after the two kingdoms are separated, and, and he begins to pronounce judgment not just on Israel and Judah, but on the whole world. Let me read you this. For three sins of Damascus, even for four, I will not relent. Because she threshed Gilead with sleds having iron teeth, I will send fire on the house of Hazael and will consume the fortress of Ben-Hadad. I will break down the gates of Damascus. goes down for three sins of Gaza, which has been around a long time. Gaza, reference in the Bible. Even for four, I will not relent because she took captive whole communities and sold them to Edom. The Edomites were considered absolutely ruthless and relentless. And several of these um, judgments on Gaza and Tyre, they're, they're for selling people to Edom. And then on Edom, he says, I will not relent because he pursued his brother with a sword and slaughtered the women of the land. Because his anger raged continually and his fury flamed unchecked, I will send fire to Timam and will consume the fortresses of Bozrah. Now, the reason I say, say this and capture this is this is ancient, ancient. This is thousands of years ago. And I want to just focus on this one line in particular, because she threshed Gilead with sleds having iron teeth. This is what Damascus would do. This is the, what the Assyrians would do to people. They had threshing sleds to plow the fields. They were flat beds, and they had iron grooves in them like long knives that stuck down into the ground. And so they would pull horses or oxes in front of these with these long iron teeth that went into the ground to plow the field, and the rocks would be pulled up onto the sled and the ground would be cut up. And what the Assyrians would do is they would break the legs of their captives, lay them on the ground, and run the iron sleds over them with the iron teeth. So they would be chopping up the bodies of living people, plowing them into the ground to fertilize the ground and spread their blood. The Edomites are pronounced uh, Gaza entire for selling communities to Edom. And then what Edom would do with those communities is slaughter them all. Blood sacrifice. The Edomites, when they invaded, they wouldn't spare anyone or take anyone's slave. They would obliterate 
generations of people. What's notable here in, in, in Amos's point here at the theological level is there's, here's God saying, I'm, I'm pronouncing judgment on everybody. You may not think I'm your God, people of Edom or Assyrians. You've got your own gods. I'm actually the God, and I'm going to wipe you all out. And why? Not because they broke his laws per se. That's safe for Judah and for Israel. But for them, how they treated other people. How they treated other people. What they did, and, and this is what we're seeing now, is these tribes of people had a philosophy that if you were not in their tribe, you were not a human. So they could justify what they did because they weren't doing it to humans. They were doing it to other beings. We see this today. We see it in politics. We, we see it with these protests. I mean, literally at UCLA, calling for the genocide of the Jewish people because they don't see them as people. What the moral relativists of postmodernism have taught college kids, among other things, is that you don't have to show empathy for anyone outside your tribe. What do they, what do they say? What, what, are the, what do the pro-tolerance people say? The tolerance people say we're tolerant of everything except intolerance. What is intolerance? Defined as anything you don't like. And if it's something you don't like, you don't have to be tolerant of it because those people are less than people because they are intolerant. Therefore, you can destroy them. We have a basic lack of empathy for other people. Think about the immediate reaction after what happened uh, in Israel on October 7th. You had mothers and fathers and children murdered in their homes, innocent people, and they were immediately called combatants or settlers. And if they were settlers, they weren't civilians. They were settlers. They were they were shown to not be civilians. They were bad. They were something other than human. They were in a class of people for which you could show no empathy and be justified in showing no empathy. And what they decided to do, what, what these protesters did, is they took a very broad pattern of empathy that, that we must be empathetic and sympathetic to the plight of the Palestinian people, but not to these Jews who are bad. We must show empathy for the plight of the class of people Palestinians, but we need show no empathy to the individual dead Jews. In postmodernism and moral relativism, the class of people matters, not the individual. You, the individual, can never escape your class. You can never escape your identity group that you are intersectionally assigned to. You are part of that, and there are good classes and there are bad classes. And if you're in the bad class, the oppressor class, no empathy for you. It is exactly what was happening here in the scripture I, I read to you out of Amos, that if you are in a class of people other than the specific tribe, you had no empathy for you. Now, there's something else here you have to pay attention to. A lot of us are doing this as well. You don't like the Democrats, therefore bad things can happen to them. You don't like Joe Biden, so you can wish ill on Joe Biden. I can't tell you the number of people when I tell them, you know, you're supposed to pray for your leaders. They say, oh, well, I'm praying he falls over. I'm praying he, I'm praying he dies. I'm, I'm praying something happens. Uh, that's not what any of that means. 
because you don't like him, because you hate him, because you've decided he or those around him are evil, you've decided that you don't have to show them empathy. It's the exact same thinking that led these people into Israel to kill 1,400 Israelis, and it's the same thing that's led these college kids to go around college campuses calling for Jewish genocide. They've decided that these other people are other. They're not actually people. Therefore, they don't have to show them empathy. Now, showing someone empathy doesn't mean you have to agree, doesn't mean you have to like them. It just means you have to understand that they, like you, are a human being. And we in politics and public policy and war and the like and people spread out in this postmodern age are increasingly deciding that those who are not with us are against us. And if they are against us, they are not worthy of our empathy. And when you go down that road you eventually wind up where these protesters are, where the monsters are. Do you wish to become a monster? There are a lot of people on our side of the aisle who say we need to behave just like them. There are a lot of people. Know of a, a radio show host who regularly says we have to be as ruthless as them and and has said more than once that Christianity has bred this love-your-neighbor BS weakness. Are we like them? Do you want to be like them? Do you think they are more successful than you because of how they operate and behave? If you say yes, you may head down that road. Before you do, I want you to see where it all leads. Death and damnation. I wanted to start here today because, one, I'm shocked that on the 26th of October, 2023, students at UCLA could be calling for the genocide of the Jews. And two, because I recognize a lot of people on our own side are headed down this path in different ways, manifested in different ways, where they decide that the other side is evil, therefore lacking humanity, therefore lacking any degree of empathy necessary, therefore bad things can happen to them, and eventually you become the arbiter of what those bad things are. And if you do, you're no better than them. You are warned. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson. I, I need to tell you something about what I was just talking about. Um, there are people who say what was being chanted at UCLA is the familiar chant that Israel, Israel, you can't hide. We charge you with genocide. The rabbi who was at the protest videotaping it said, here's what happened. There were people in the crowd chanting, Israel, Israel, you can't hide, we charge you with genocide, which is a common chant at some of these pro-Palestinian protests. But he said there were other people in the crowd who were chanting, we want Jewish genocide, not we charge you with genocide. And so all the reporters get to say, oh, they weren't chanting that, they weren't chanting that, they were chanting, we charge you with genocide. The rabbi who was there watching said, no, 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 you can clearly hear it. We want Jewish genocide. Funny how the left likes to speak out of both sides of their mouth. Okay, I, I want to touch on a sensitive subject.
Um, the giant statue of Robert E. Lee in Virginia has been melted down. They said they would not do that. Now, I understand if you are a non-white, particularly if you're a black American in the United States, given the history, you are no fan of Robert E. Lee. I get that. I also hope everyone understands that the union would not have put itself back together without his post-war leadership and how he surrendered to Grant. Um, it doesn't justify what he did in the war, but they were different times, and I try not to judge everybody through the current lens, uh, and they told us the statue was not going to be melted down. It was going to be put somewhere else, and instead they decided to use a torch to cut off its head and then melt it down in a furnace, which they said they wouldn't do. And I actually, just given the historicity of the statue, I, I, I was totally fine with them taking it down. I mean, having a Confederate general presiding over Richmond like that was uh, anathema even to me. But to melt down what, what actually was objectively a work of art uh, when you promised us not to is a bridge too far for me. Um, and that's what the Wokes are doing. Now, I got to tell you about Patriot Mobile. They are a cell phone company that wants your business because they share your values. Patriot Mobile is a Christian conservative company, and as their profits grow, they grow their giving to the conservative movement. And if you want in, all you do is you go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric, patriotmobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K, and you move your business to Patriot Mobile. And when you do, you get guaranteed great service using the same cell towers you are probably already using. And then they grow the conservative movement. They fund the Second Amendment movement, the pro-life movement, conservative parents who are fighting out the wokes on school boards. They do it all and uh, would love to have you do business with them. I do business with them. They're good people. You can go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric. You can also call them 972-PATRIOT. They have 100% U.S.-based customer service. If you tell them I sent you, you get uh, you get free activation with my name and you get great discounts if you're a veteran, a first responder, an NRA member, a teacher, a lot of other discounts, a lot of lines in your house because you got kids. Well, you can get discounts there too. PatriotMobile.com slash Eric or 972-PATRIOT. If you go to PatriotMobile.com slash Eric, you can put in your address and see how good the coverage is right at your house. Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. It is an open line Friday as well. 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, you do need to know something before I get into phone calls. Um, we have bombed Iranian targets in Syria. This is a statement from the Secretary of Defense. The United States does not seek conflict and has no intention or desire to engage in further hostilities, but these Iranian-backed attacks against U.S. forces are unacceptable and must stop. Iran wants to hide its hands and deny its role in these attacks against our forces. We will not let them. If attacks by Iran's proxies against U.S. forces continue, we will not hesitate to take further necessary measures to protect our people. These narrowly tailored attack strikes or narrowly tailored strikes in self-defense were intended solely to protect and defend U.S. personnel in Iraq and Syria. They are separate and distinct from the ongoing conflict between Israel and Hamas and do not constitute a shift in our approach to the Israel-Hamas conflict. We continue to urge all state and non-state entities not to take action that would escalate into a broader regional conflict. You just blew up the Iranian Revolutionary Guard. I, I don't understand the willful naivete of these people in this White House. And, and I realize they're all a bunch of people who worked in nonprofits. But, I mean, the, the Secretary of Defense 
was actually in the military. For you to blow up the Iranian Revolutionary Guard and then say, hey, hey guys, we, we don't actually, we're not changing our position. We just, we're just responding to what you did to us. Leave us alone. Do you really think that the Iranians are going to interpret it that way? Do you really think we're going to do that? 19 American service members stationed in Iraq and Syria have been diagnosed with traumatic brain injury after rocket and drone attacks from Iran-backed militants. 15 troops at Al-Tamf garrison in Syria and four at Al-Assad Air Base in Iraq were diagnosed with the injury. Two additional service members sustained minor injuries. Although American troops have come under attack by a mix of one-way drones and rockets 12 times in Syria and four times in Iraq since October 17th, they haven't seen an escalation. The reports of brain injuries highlights the risk to hundreds of troops based in the Middle East, and the threat is expected to grow. Um, do you really think that this is going to get any better now that you've blown up Iranian Revolutionary Guard positions? I mean, we might as well just be honest with what's going on here. Uh, we're at war with Iran. We are. Uh, the question is, do we recognize we're at war with Iran? Because Iran certainly recognizes it is at war with us. 877-973-7425. Omega, you're going to be up first today. Welcome. Good afternoon. I was listening to you talk about Robert E. Lee's uh, statue and the uh, demonstrations in California. Mm -hmm. You know, some of these kids are from other countries. But some of these are our own homegrown descendants of people who were throwing things at blacks when blacks were integrating schools. It hasn't been that long ago. And then when they tear down the statues, they're taking things out of the textbooks. They're tearing down the statues. Why can't we have the statues so that you can show your grandchild or your great-grandchild? This was Robert E. Lee. He was the leader of the armies during slavery and give them a history lesson. And this is how far we have come as a people. But you're, you're helping them get rid of the proof of what was done. You're taking it out of the book. You're taking it off the streets. And then in two generations, nobody will have any proof of what was done in America uh, ever again. It, look, it is it, – we're – People, one, they don't have a sense of history, particularly on the left. They don't pay attention to the sense of history. Um, but also, I mean, you're right. Generationally, we're we're just seeing the hate pivot to other groups. Um, it went from protesting against blacks to protesting against Jews. You know, Omega, as a matter of fact, I got an email from someone this morning who says he's trying to get his next door neighbor to vote for the Republicans. And his next door neighbor is Jewish. And said that back in the 1960s, it was those uh, white Episcopalian Republicans who drove his family out of the neighborhood because they were Jewish. They simply were not welcomed in the neighborhood. And he says, but those are all the Democrats now. Those are all the Democrats now. And he's trying to get his neighbor to understand. You hear that all the time, but I'm from the South, and I'm sure you've heard the term "yellow dog Democrat." Uh -huh. I have seen the Democrats. I have seen the Democrats in power in the South forever, and they want us to believe it's just, it was Republicans. It was Republicans, 
But I live with a yellow dog Democrat. They were, you know, they say they'd rather vote for a dog than to vote for anyone. Vote for a yellow dog than vote for for a Republican. Yep. Yes. We need to know our history. We need to know the history of the country, because if you don't, you'll just believe anything. You'll believe anything anybody tells you. And when I see a black person out there marching with these groups, I cringe. Mm -hmm. I cringe because we lived that. Mm -hmm. It wasn't something someone told us. We lived it. The same angry, snarling faces that we had to face. The little girl that was going to school, you know, in the little dress Mm -hmm. that looked so cute. Now they're just turning on Jewish students. Right. They are. It it is. It's a. dangerous thing in particular because they just decided that they're not really people who they're not really parts of humanity. So you can treat them that way. Are you afraid because you are one of the few that, that is actually talking about it and talking about it truthfully? You know what? I know when you talk about it, you say you can go back and check this record. You can check that record. Are you afraid that, you know, speaking out? I, no, I'm not, um, and, and I'll tell you why I'm not. Because uh, I'm Presbyterian. <laughs> well, I'm um, Presbyterian too. Well, well you know, it's too. it's it's. Uh, I, I am. If 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 God wants something to happen to me, there's nothing I can do to stop it. Um, he's sovereign, so I'm as as safe as He wants me to be, or as as unsafe as He wants me to be. And there's nothing I can do to change it. Well, listen, just keep trying to keep people informed because. This is basically your show is one of the few shows where you're able to get accurate information and you're letting us know what is going on in different parts of the country. So we really do appreciate that. I appreciate your kind words a ton. Thank you very much. You have a great day. 877-973-7425. Stacy, you're up next. Welcome. Hey, I'm going to build on the previous caller. Um, You do that. But I have to admit. But I have to mention, I miss Philip, too. You've done well this week with your emails, but he does need to come back on Monday. I got to tell you, okay, no, 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 no. We, 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 you can't stop there because, I mean, what <laughs> sort of person takes a week's vacation to celebrate his birthday? Uh, millennials well, and, and Gen Zers, that's what this is. That's true. And he'll need a day or two to rest up from celebrating. Oh, he's already that's told it. me he's coming to my house on Sunday <laughs> to smoke my cigars and drink my bourbon. I was like, I, I Why? <laughs> <laughs> well, send him home early so he can rest up. Yes. Hey, I work. I've got children in their twenties. I work in the educational system, so I'm around this young, thoughtful mind audience. And I've observed that marching, supporting causes, is almost, if not a full-fledged extracurricular activity in their worlds. It's you know they they identify with what kind of cause they're going to support or rally they're going to attend, how they're going to protest, what are they protesting this week. And it's just amazing that it, it, it's like a fad and a trend. And that's how, it's where their identity is wrapped up in. And it is scary to see these angry, snarling people mentioned by your previous caller. Uh, there's big marches to support Palestine and against Israel this weekend. There have been at the college campuses, as you've talked about. And my comment is to those that are contemplating going, supporting, doing social media posts on these things is ask yourself, do your research. What is it like for a person with 
your opinion or who is gay or who is Jewish or who is female or, or who simply has an opinion of their own, what is the treatment like of those people in Palestine, in Gaza, by Hamas? They need to stop and ask themselves those questions or that one question before joining in with their pitchfork, axes, and poster boards with Sharpie marker words on them. Yeah, look, I, I got to tell you, the ones that just make me roll my eyes are the queers for Palestine protesters. Um, I, I, I highly that. recommend that they that. go over to Palestine and to, to Gaza and announce that they are a queer for Palestine and see what happens to them. Yeah. I mean, they what willful naivete. In the <laughs> they, they, would, they really actually would. And if people think Stacey's making that up, uh, no. I mean, just last week. They threw a gay guy off a roof in in Gaza because he was gay. Um, I, I just it it blows my mind. The 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 woke crowd has gone so far as they're literally championing people who would murder them. So if you're around someone who's planning to go, or, or you've got the guts to reply to something on social media, just ask those questions. Mm-hmm. What would happen to a gay female or a per, an opinionated person? in these areas if they were to go over there and be them tr- their true selves yes and yes and then ask can i support at the right. rally look well said I, I i'll let you go there thank you very much for that it's, it's so true y'all i mean do you understand if you are a progressive protester that you are championing the very people who would kill you you want to be so open-minded, your brains fell out. Evil preaches tolerance until it's dominant, and then it seeks to silence good, according to Archbishop Chaput. And we're seeing that play out across the world right now. You know, all right, I'll, I'll just say it because it's in, in my brain. I'll get it out of my brain by saying it. The things of the world hate the things of God. You want to understand how the the uh, progressive protesters can back the very people who would kill them? Well, the things of the world hate the things of God. They ally together till the end. It's like those orcs in Lord of the Rings. You watch the orcs. It's one thing Peter Jackson captured so so perfectly from the books is those orcs, they'll murder each other unless there's humanity around to murder. They go kill all the people. When the people are done, they turn on each other. Same thing that happens here. It's the orcs of Mordor marching in the streets together in the name of queers for Palestine, among other things. Absolutely insanity, but the left clearly is a mental illness at this point. Now we must move on. I'll keep taking your phone calls, but I got more to talk about. Let me tell you about Americans for Prosperity. They're marching around the country, educating people on why Bidenomics is bad. But they're not just complaining, and this is what I really like about Americans for Prosperity. They're not just out there complaining. They've got solutions. They, they know how to fix the problem to reignite the American dream. And they're explaining to people what will happen. And they don't just explain the theory to you. They've, they've got the documents. They, they got the goods. They got the receipts to show. You do this, this happens. You, you cut regulations, small businesses thrive. 
you stop protecting the upper income wealthy billionaires of Wall Street, you allow the creative destruction of the marketplace, and the small businesses can become big businesses and thrive. You stop Bidenomics, you grow America. They're teaching you to make the persuasive case and giving you the facts and figures as well. All you have to do is go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric. americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. You go sign up with AFP. Let them teach you how to be a more effective, persuasive advocate for free markets and free people. Let them teach you how to go to your local government or your state government and make the case not just against Bidenomics, but for limited government, americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. This hour of the program is brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. They are in Noonan, Georgia. Doesn't matter. They can help you anywhere in the United States of America. If you're buying a building, you're building a building, you're buying a business, you're buying a franchise, you're expanding a franchise, you're buying on a business turner, deals like that. You need $250,000 or more. First Liberty can help you. They've been making their own decisions since the early 90s. They're experts at helping businesses grow. And where a lot of lenders are giving you a hard time right now, this is the environment they thrive in. Reach out to them, firstlibertyga.com, firstlibertyga.com. See if they might be able to help you. Um, Bernie Sanders on the floor of the U.S. Senate. He has done more to spread anti-Semitism, and he is is of Jewish descent. But that man spreads Hamas talking points, did so on the floor of the Senate yesterday, saying that Israel has no right to violate international law or, or wage indiscriminate warfare on women and children, totally ignoring the fact that it is Hamas that has put people in these positions. Uh, I got to play for you. Where is the, yeah, this is John Kirby. John Kirby is one of the White House spokesmen, specializes in national security. Dude has had enough. And I I can't believe this is John Kirby, but this is John Kirby, uh, the national security uh, coordinator and spokesman. Uh, Karine and John, so besides saying that he doesn't have confidence in his numbers, the president went further to say that innocents will die and that this is the price of the war. You also said that. I have indeed. Yeah. Don't you think this is insensitive? There being very harsh criticism about it. For example, the Council of American Islamic Relations said it was deeply disturbed and called on the president to apologize. Would the president apologize and no. does he regret saying something no. like that? About what's harsh, what's you? harsh is the way Hamas is using people as human shields. What's harsh is taking a couple of hundred hostages and leaving families in, uh, anxious, waiting and worrying to figure out uh, where their loved ones are. What's harsh is dropping in on a music festival and slaughtering a bunch of young people just trying to enjoy an afternoon. I could go on and on. That's what's harsh. That is what's harsh. And being honest about the fact that there have been civilian casualties and that there likely will be more is being honest, because that's what war is. It's brutal, it's ugly, it's messy. I've said that before. President also said that yesterday. Doesn't mean we have to like it. And it doesn't mean that we're dismissing any one of those casualties. Each and every one is a tragedy in its own right. And each and every one we should try to prevent. And that is why we're in close contact with our Israeli counterparts, to do everything we can to help them minimize the risk to civilians uh, that are in harm's way. It would be helpful if Hamas would let them leave, 
leave their homes, leave, the, leave areas, not shelter in tunnels underneath their houses and in hospitals, and let them get out. Let them get out of Gaza if they want to leave. We know that there are thousands waiting to, to leave Gaza uh, writ large, and Hamas is preventing them from doing it. That is what is harsh. Amen. I, dude has had enough. He's one of the more reasonable members of the administration. They moved him over from the State Department because Corinne Jean-Pierre does such a stupid job of her job. Uh, but, man, dude is fired up on this, and he's right. He is absolutely right. Hamas puts these people in harm's way. Not Israel. Hamas puts these people in harm's way. Hamas is the bad guy here, not Israel. Why is it every other country on the planet has the right to self-defense except Israel? Israel gets to be lectured by everyone. Um, it's it's just remarkable to me that we're in this situation and we've seen the blood on Hamas's hands and yet Israel gets to be the one lectured. Uh, it's just bizarre to me to see. It's really, I think, the the nature of evil itself. Twisting truth. Twisting good things to try to make them bad. Uh, this is the uh, Matt Miller, the State Department spokesman, about the situation going on. Well, I don't have time to play looking at the clock, um, but... Uh, there are Americans on the Gaza side of the Egyptian border trying to get out through Egypt, and Egypt's not letting anybody through. They said they would. They're not. Uh, by the way, you should know that the uh, Matt Miller in the State Department yesterday paused uh, to honor Intersex Day as opposed to dealing with the hostage crisis because wokeism is more important. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.